Episode 6, I, as always, am your host, Ross Everett Olsaver, to the left of me. Just back from Louisiana, I have Michael Mayella. How are you, Mike? Hey, what's up? How was, how was it? Did you have fun? Did you it was good. Time? Louisiana yes. is, um, yeah, never never drove down there before. Yeah? Was it a far? So, uh, far drive? It was like four, four hours. All right. And Just, on the right side? Yeah. Oh, sorry. <laughs> uh, no, I don't want to interrupt. No, I was going to tell you exactly where I was. It was an hour south of Shreveport. Uh-huh. Um, so I didn't actually see Shreveport. I drew, drove along the outskirts, but I hear Shreveport's kind of dirty. Yeah. Where I was was really lovely. Oh, and there happened to be... Uh, okay, on the right side, Gregory Clyde oh. Wolf II. Greg, <laughs> yes, how sir. are you doing? Hey, buddy. I'm good, I'm good. Good. You're not back from anywhere. You're back from Irving, Texas, right? Something like exactly. that. Exactly. Excellent. Well, good. So we're going to go ahead and, and, and knock out uh, episode 35. Uh, how's everybody doing? All right, good? Um, yeah, so-so. Wow. <laughs> Bringing it down. But, All right, we'll go ahead and start off with a little Ross on film. For those of you playing the home and dice game, Ross on film is where he talks about a movie that he may have recently seen and uh, and how much he loved it. And he also talks about himself in the third person. Have I ever done that? I don't. I didn't mean to do that. Y- no. Yeah, I think I just started now. Weird. But, yes. So anyway, I got home uh, after an art show. Uh, you know, late. It was late. I'm not going to lie to you. It was like 1.30 in the morning. I was babysitting my sister's dog, um, so I was over at, at her place. And I happened to see there, because I want to turn on a film as I'm, as I'm going to bed. I like to watch a movie, you know. And I happened to see stacked up there on the shelf the movie Troy. Uh, yes. Based on the um, selling <laughs> the novel yeah. by Homer. Yeah, is that Based. is that the novel that was? Um... <laughs> I think to call it a novel is a little, but yeah, the epic poem by Homer. Yeah, and uh, have you guys seen this movie at all? Yeah, I um, I actually was dumb enough to purchase the HD DVD director's cut of it. Oh, so you got you got the whole story. I got yeah, then and then some. Yes. Yeah, uh, yeah. It's uh, what's up with the mullet. Uh, perm that yeah. the characters have is that did they do some research and they decided that that was the most accurate hairstyle was the perm mullet yeah I don't know and it was like I don't know where they thought the Greeks and Trojans would get perm mullets uh, yeah I don't know where they would get the the artificial materials to make hair hair, uh, hair yeah hair gel hair gel uh, but what was that uh, Aquanet like the old eighties yeah hair. it was like as if they all yeah. Yeah. I don't know. It was pretty hot, whatever it was. <laughs> well, I tell you who was really attractive in that film was the Helen. I think they did do a good job casting her. Hmm. So kudos to them. Um, you think that is the face that launched a thousand ships? Um, yeah. Okay. Her body was so-so, but, you know. Was she supposed to be blonde, though, in that poem? Well. I always. I don't have no not. idea, actually. <laughs> That's a great quote. I thought she was more of a dark hair like Burnett, but uh, yeah, I always been, thought. Mm-hmm. 
dark yeah. skinned, dark hair. And she probably it's didn't have Aquanet. Right. Yeah. Like that chick from uh, my big fat Greek's wedding. Yeah. Greek wedding, she probably would have looked more like that. Right. Yeah, probably. But maybe back then that would have looked hotter. That's because we've advanced more now. We've evolved. Oh, so you're the one that's dictating hotness now. Yeah. Thank God okay. someone is. No, Thank look. God. If yeah. anything, it should be the ugly people who dictate what's beautiful. Hmm. Interesting. And what kind of accent do you think that, that they're trying to break off there? And, and is, is it like a faux English? Uh, yeah, I don't understand that. Every single, like even Rome on HBO, they had British accents. Oh, yeah, true. Yeah. Uh, you know, because I guess spoke British. Um, yeah, they did. I, mm-hmm. I, I guess because in people's minds, Latin is kind of a respected. I see. Yeah. Learned language. And I guess in our equivalent is the British or something. I don't. I, I don't mean, get it. Yeah. Uh, and the thing is, too, though, you know, a lot of British BBC productions did, like, I, I think Adi Claudius and... Oh, no, well, BBC did do the co-production for Rome. Right. So I'm, I'm just thinking maybe they, they, it's just a coincidence. But the movie, I agree, they didn't have to have any accent in particular, but... And, and Brad Pitt's always, like, looking off to the left. Like, he's always looking over, like, what are you looking, what are you, like, are yeah. you looking for your Aquanet? Can. Right, it's like his super fighting style too. He always would get into this like, you know, Street Fighter two, yeah, kind of stance. It, he did. It was like he's gonna careful. Here comes the fireball. Right. Yeah. So I don't. There was a lot of stuff in that that just made no sense. And they killed off characters who didn't die in the in the poem. And they, I think they killed Ajax off, didn't they? They killed Ajax off, and they also killed. Um, Oh, uh, the the brother of Hector, the brother of Agamemnon, uh, you know, um, Menelaus. Men- Menelaus. Yeah, they have, killed. Is that is that even? I don't. I don't know. Surely that can't be the right way to say his name. I've never heard it said like that ever, and I've taken lots of Greek. <laughs> well, Menelaus, I guess, is what. Yeah, I think that's all it. we've always thought. But why does Hollywood? Do you think, Greg, Mike? Why does Hollywood always think that they can do it better? Because like you have to think about the Iliad as the original kind of epic work. It's a great story, right? Yes. Well, it's okay. Okay. <laughs> no, right. well, they had to make it. They had to make it accessible in their minds, accessible to modern people, because the whole <laughs> theme of it is that um, you're going to die, and the only thing that separates <laughs> you from the people is <laughs> if anyone talks about you when you're dead, like Mike, like Mike, right? Like Mike, how, right. Yeah. Yeah. And, and so that's that's Hector, and and like that's a curse like uh achilles said no one's gonna talk about you when you're dead like yeah, that's true. that's like the ultimate thing he can say to someone but i'm thinking here of like like remakes especially you know because they, like they they remade arthur recently uh oh, with, God. Yeah. The annoyingly bubbly yeah. british guy uh the, you know they remade king arthur like 17th i'm thinking of like nightmare on elm street they remade i've heard they're gonna remake casablanca yeah Whoa. i heard they're gonna make a remake total recall and oh, um yeah. conan they don't need to make no. any of those movies ever again. Yeah. Well, I'm doing yeah. it. Think of, like Charlie and the, you know, the chocolate, Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. Pride and Prejudice has been remade like a hundred times. Karate Kid, man, they remade Karate Kid. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Although they made that more authentic, I think. Don't you think? I mean, yeah. Jackie Chan actually was a kung fu guy, and I don't think the guy who was on Happy Days. That doesn't Miyagi. make it. <laughs> but it doesn't make it more. Authentic. What does that mean? It's because the actor himself wasn't a kung fu guy. Yeah, yeah, it's called acting. It's not. You don't have to get the guy that actually did the thing. Oh, your reason. <laughs> That'd be like, uh, well, I don't know yeah, what search. it would be. Like. Yeah, search. Well, how do you? Uh, never mind. Yeah, that'd be like if Gladiator was played by a real Gladiator. Yes, thank you. 
Yeah, but it'd probably be terrible. But think about it. I mean, that's, you know, essentially the original Karate Kid anticlimactic. He does like two moves, and that's the right. whole movie. Right. It's like an hour, like all of this, like an hour and a half to watch like one yeah. jump kick. And the funny thing is, like, when I was a kid, I, I would always imitate that too. Like, yes, know, I did all, too. I all did kinds too. of kids in the playground would, would like stand on a, like, a I know, railroad, um, uh, you know, whatever those big wooden things we had on the playgrounds back then. Yeah. I would always do that stupid ass move. And I don't, I don't get it. Like, I just did, well, I didn't do it standing. I just did it on the level on the ground and saw someone. Yeah, only in only in public school would you would like the thing that you played on in the in the playground be a, what's left of a railroad beam. Yeah. <laughs> railroad tie. It was cheap though. <laughs> railroad ties were cheap back in what the. Those kids playing on. Oh, it's just some old railroad ties. Just some old railroad. The playground. Yeah, it's fine. It's fine. <laughs> He'll be fine. <laughs> it's the eighties. We're any better. Yeah. So that's 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 the that's my basic review of Troy. You have Aquanet and you have odd accents, and I watched it for about an hour, and then I was like, no. Yeah, I'll just I'll reread the book. You got that Brad Pitt with his blue eyes though. And that's that's what I think that's why they probably redid it. They were like I think yeah, it made it made a lot of money. I know that. So maybe they all make uh, huge amounts of money overseas oddly enough. Yep. Crazy. Apparently, that's uh yeah. well, Europe, that's Europe, you know. I I guess they I don't know why they liked it so much, but whatever. All right, so that was us Ross on film. We're going to move right on to the second segment here that we have Mike Mayola with us and uh we do Mike fixes it. Yeah, this is uh, Mike this week. I wanted to, you know, I've done some in the past. I think I've solved the problem of immigration. Mm-hmm, you did. And uh, poverty or the economy. Yeah. I, I, so th- this is like... Uh, I should probably preface this before you uh-huh, go any further. That sure. Mike did the majority of his studies at the University of Vienna. Uh, where he got a doctorate in uh, behavioral psychology, uh, as well as extensive surgical knowledge. Yeah. Uh, so he's he's a he's very well, well read. Uh, mm-hmm. He's been on the Fox Channel, the CNN Channel, uh, BBC One and Five. Yeah. Um, so, so he's he's uh, he's <laughs> well, knowledgeable. I may have tweaked my resume just slightly on the oh, yeah. part. Oh, okay. Yeah. But um, I do know how to read and. Mm-hmm. Allegedly. But I have read, and and I do know how to think and solve problems, and so I, so, it, it, you know, I do this for Mike in the past. I give you, mm-hmm. okay, how do people do in the past? I provide it as one way that we might live our lives now. So yeah. I just like to provide answers for people, and because people ask me a lot, what what do you think about what's going on in the world? And what people have been asking me a lot lately is, okay, what do you think about Libya? Mm-hmm. You know, the U.S. is getting involved over there. People are calling it a third war. Here's my answer, you, you, how we solve Libya. Um, we have, and for those of you who don't know, who haven't been watching the news in the last three weeks or a month, uh, so Muammar Gaddafi is still in power there. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and we're basically trying to get rid of him without saying that we're getting rid of him. Um, it's creating a problem because people are like, oh, no, we're getting sucked into a war, but we can't do anything because then you know we'll be even more committed. Here's what I propose. We, number one, bomb Tripoli, which I believe is the capital of this country, Libya. Yeah. Which, again, I believe is somewhere in Africa. Right. Not sure where exactly, but I don't think that's that important. Right. Um, I believe you once referred to Libya as the Middle East. (laughs) (laughs) Well, and again, for an American, I did a pretty good job, I think. I think I did a pretty good job for an American. I was ballparking it. And, uh, yeah, apparently it's in North Africa. 
Whatever. <laughs> so my proposal is kind of three points. Number one, we fly over Tripoli with a loudspeaker and we yell, hey, uh, Libyans in Tripoli, get out. We're going to bomb in 20 to 25 minutes. <laughs> yeah. That's now, they say it's in English, like in your voice, or? Uh, well, we'll say it in English, and then we'll also provide it in whatever language they speak. Right. I don't know. We'll get a translator or something. That, sure. that, that'd oh. be Arabic. Yeah. Is that Arabic? Yeah. Is that, do people still speak that language? Uh, yeah. Believe it or not, yes. Okay. I mean, I'm not trying to be insensitive, but I just. They, yeah, several yeah. billion of them do yeah. okay <laughs> well okay so we get we find someone who speaks that language that might take a while that might take a few days because mm-hmm. i just don't think americans there's any americans who speak it very well yeah. but that's another story so we get someone to fly over an airplane over tripoli and be like get out um we're gonna bomb uh we give them about 20 minutes to get out um we here's the thing we have so much technology wait, wait. let's go yeah. back let's go oh, back yeah. so you're you're essentially gonna fly over and you're you're just gonna tell them you have 20 minutes to leave your home yeah evacuate get before out of we the start city. before we start bombing look they wanted independence there's a price to pay i mean <laughs> we learned that in our independence <laughs> that's right we had um, smart bombs and there's gonna be fighters and no but i mean there's gonna be hey there's gonna be some destruction you know you guys wanted this all right we'll do this but it's gonna be messy and we're gonna do it american way which means fast and easy (laughs) okay for us it's gonna be hard for you guys to clean up this shit but for us it's gonna be real easy we just is that really yeah is that really the american way i mean is that Uh, we like things fast and easy i think okay all right, fair enough. Oh, women. <laughs> we can cut that out, but. Time. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Time's Sorry. 2145. Sorry. Uh, so, okay, so uh, when we bomb, this is the crucial part. People keep okay. tiptoeing around this. We, okay, we find where Gaddafi is in the city because that's easy. We have the technology to do that. Mm-hmm. What people don't realize is you know how much money we spend on defense? Like, do you know how much money we pour into our defense? Like, we have so much crazy stuff that other countries can't even conceive of that, like, I'm sure the Libyans are like, what? We didn't even know planes existed. I'm exaggerating, but (laughs) I'm sure it's relatively new. I'm sure it's relatively new for them, for most of them. Um, So I propose we just bomb the shit out of Tripoli. I mean, we just light up the sky and, you know, nuke that thing. Whoa. And maybe not nuke for real, but yeah. I mean, we send like all our big, I mean, we have missiles that they've never even heard of and we pinpoint it so that it hits Gaddafi. Um, the other part is, here's the other part. I know you're thinking, Mike, you said you have a three point plan and that's true. I did, yeah. yeah. The other part is, so Gaddafi has been known to have like, you know, human shields, like human true. people around him so that yeah. we won't bomb him. Mm-hmm. Well, we send in these robot clones of Greg Wolf. Um, Wait, now, this is making this is making more sense. <laughs> yeah, because because yeah. the way I because I know that they're making them because you know Greg recently had his DNA stored. That's right. true. Greg actually allowed an, an offsite company to do any kind of experiment they want, basically with yeah. his DNA. So I figure well, by now they've already cre- started creating the the cyborgs. Uh, yeah, yeah, I think so. Would I have I mean, control over these things with my mind? Um, only for the leader of nice. this. I think you nice can control. Okay. But and. So so the other ones might become smart enough to not follow you, but you'll have to just think that through, um, <laughs> so to speak. 
Okay. So but, your three, your, let me just break it down simply because yeah. I'm sure some of you have left or fallen asleep. But <laughs> right. the first part okay. is you're going to loudspeaker them. You have 20 minutes to leave. Second is apparently you think that we have bombs better than we have and that we can right. drop one directly on Gaddafi. And your third step is to send in robot clones of Greg. Robot clones of Greg to go in. What they're going to do is really important. They go in and shield the real people that are around Gaddafi. I so what our guys on flying the planes have to do is when they're looking on their little satellite thing, their radar, they go, okay, who's the one person without a robot? Yeah. Oh, Greg Wolf. So in other words, the one that doesn't look like Greg Wolf. Greg Wolf. There should be a human, the one human. That's Gaddafi. Okay, got it. And we, we send a heat-seeking missile down to blow him up. And the thing about Greg Wolf that you may not know yeah. just from listening to him is he would stick out in Libya. Yeah, yeah, just a tad. This is yeah. part of my plan. This is why, yeah, exactly. Yeah, this is why we're, they're making the clones to send of him to send in Libya, because yeah, they he's the whitest man you'll ever meet. <laughs> you could actually, there are pictures of the Great Wall of China that you can see, obviously from orbiting <laughs> shuttles, and then you'll actually see pictures of Greg. <laughs> yeah, that's his, that's his sunlight reflecting off my skin. That is, yeah, it is hitting the you, satellite feed. Yeah, what yeah. NASA typically refers to as a sunspot is actually. Right. Simply the glare off. Yeah, of they use me to calibrate their atomic clocks. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. The radio right. crystal light bounces off my skin and it hits the satellite again. That's there's a formula associated with that. So it's called yeah. it's called Greg's law. Right. right. Greg's yeah. white law. Like Moore's law, but but slightly more insane. Exactly. Slightly. Yeah. So, so basically, uh, so the idea is basically we we utilize some of this all this you know uh, resources we have that we're dumping money into our bombs and start just use the bombs and blow up that shit. <laughs> and then, but you know, I'm taking the precautions. I'm not just being, you know, uh, gun crazy about it. I'm saying, okay, let's shield. I'm being reasonable. I'm saying let's shield the innocent people with uh, robot clones of Greg Wolf. That's reasonable. And yeah. that's, um, yeah. And sort then they can rebuild their country after that. You know, that's not our problem. They take care of that. You know, we'll, we'll get out of there. But sort of what I what I would like to say now is that the views of any one of our particular co-hosts on the fourth time around do not accurately represent the views of all of. The hosts are right. the actual entity fourth time around. Right. So, yeah. No. Just for just for don't worry about it, Mike. Just just for us and our protection. Right. Sure. Yeah. Not I mean, yet. yeah, but you like the idea. I thought. Why have I got a feeling like there's a national security guy at our door in a couple minutes asking asking Mike for advice? Like this is actually yeah. going to be used. That's yeah. Because I yeah, really like think- I get I get questioned because they really are making robot clones. Yeah, they're really making clones of me, and, and they, they, they want to know how I found out. They just want to get it over with. They've already spent several hundred million dollars on this. <laughs> no avail. It's like, how can we get? How can we get finished this now? You're right. right. Uh, yeah. That man right there. He knows. Yep. Clones of Greg. Yep. <laughs> clones <God>. of Greg. <laughs> <laughs> That is scary. That 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 alone might just scare Gaddafi. I think just that you could just you could just take the third point alone, clones of Greg, and yeah. that idea alone. Terrifying. Uh, yeah. It's key, it's keeping me up at night. Just, yeah. You know. Mm-hmm. I, I like yeah. to think a colony of me's survive the war and have like a they're like Bedouins <laughs> in the desert. I see. With the other Libyan tribes, you know. Right. So like basically, you take off like the Jawa, like you take off the hood, and underneath that, it's a little Greg. Right. Right. <laughs> yeah. I go out there to lead them. You know. Yeah. Right. Like uh, Lawrence of Arabia, but yes, like <laughs> leading a bunch yeah, of bees, but but paler, <laughs> right? If you Not thought Lawrence he, was pale, yeah. no, he was pale. Yeah, no doubt. But you, my friend, you ain't seen nothing yet. Yeah, follow me. And there's a whole army of me's. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, it's like Constantine and his dream of the of the, you know the cross on the horizon. Right, it was just this right. sign will conquer. Oh, yeah, yeah. 
Mm. By this white, by this white paleness, you will conquer. You will conquer all. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. always been my motto, and certainly. All right. Yeah. Well, thank you, Mike, because cool. I'm sure that uh, the the more intelligent listeners are fascinated to know your views. Sure. On on how we can solve that. So thanks. Uh, and as you may know, uh, we do occasionally get reader mail here at Fourth Time Around. You can always reach us at rolsaver at aol.com or mikemaila at gmail.com. And we always like to get letters from, from, from people who listen, the four people who listen to us. We always like when they write us. And uh, you may have recalled, if you listened to last week's episode, that we actually talked about Atlantis and whether they had actually found the, the city of Atlantis because Mike wanted to pilfer as many artifacts as he could uh, <laughs> just in a way to get rich quick. And he wanted to know if that was possible, and we didn't know if it was possible. But, but we do have an archaeologist out there, a, a wise and learned man, um, who we asked these questions. And uh, he wrote us back and gave us the answers. So, Do you remember, Mike, your crazy Indiana Jones uh, idea to try and pilfer what, what we call Atlantis? Well, um, I think it was actually me that suggested that. Oh, maybe it was you. Yeah. No, because my point was we we send these New York or L.A. based arche- uh, archaeologists over there, yeah. and I'm just wondering if the locals just look at us like you know we're just oh, here to that's steal right. their their heritage and claim it for our own. Yeah, exactly. So we wanted to know is that possible? Can you steal someone's heritage legally and claim right. it as your own? So Mr. F, an archaeologist friend of ours, writes this. He says, so as to the archaeological regulations governing removal of items. Uh, Greg, this pertains to you. Uh, From a site, or more importantly, from a country, each country has its own antiquities authority, and it doesn't usually have laws about – and it has laws about domestic treasures and art. Now, he says, having not worked in Spain, which is where they found allegedly this Atlantis, he's not immediately familiar with it. But he has worked in Turkey, Egypt, Jordan, Israel, and Greece, and he says it is nearly impossible in those countries to remove anything other than on a temporary basis if the item is of any value. But so here's the thing, though. I just saw recently that France finally agreed to loan the Koreans their. Uh, they had like the emperor had these had a huge library, and the French stole it. I don't know when. Whoa! But, but the French are are just on loan to Korea, like their own books. Weird. It's just yeah. so. At what point did that law? Like, at what point did countries stop saying, "Okay, you know, we can't steal your stuff anymore, but we're just going to loan you stuff. You're going to pay us for your own crap back." Like. What the arrogance of that, of that to begin with, and then second of all, these countries go along with it. Like Korea's like, oh, thank God we get our books back. Yeah, you know, at least I we think have them alone. Yeah, and I think a lot of the uh, original Egyptian artifacts are also not in Egypt. No, they're in London. Yeah, quite a few of them. There's been a yeah. big battle about that. Yeah, those British got to them. The but British they, they, they don't even budget. They're like, meh, well, too bad. Yeah, we'll just we'll take care of them. So anyway, Mr. Reff says that yeah. there are also national laws as well as UNESCO conventions governing the removal of art from any country of origin. Um, now, he says that basically out of self-interest, governments adhere to these. That Maybe they don't really have to, but out of self-interest, they can do. Uh, and he also points us to a website called archaeology.org. All so right. go ahead and check it out. He says a brief rundown can, can be found there. Essentially, he says that I would bet nothing of value leaves Spain unless Spain sends it as a gift to another city, country, or dignitary. All now, right. Greg, you actually are a dignitary, so perhaps you could. <laughs> That's true. Maybe I could get permission to, uh, yeah, to have take some stuff bit. with me. Yeah. yeah. And we also asked the second question of our friend, and that was whether Troy and, um, and Agamemnon's palace in, in modern-day uh, Mycenae uh, were actually the Troy and Agamemnon's palace of, that we were thinking of from Homeric's poem, Homer's poem. That would be weird if there was a guy named Homeric also writing at that time. Uh, but Mr. F says, there have been times those who doubted the accuracy of claims to these sites being the real Troy and the real Mycenae, but there's a little serious debate these days. Uh, we were actually wrong about who excavated them. It wasn't Heinrich Schlemmen, who we thought it was. Hmm. Um, but he, he's the one who first associated these sites with those cities. Okay. 
Um, apparently, there are several different sites, though. Uh, he says there is uh, Troy 2, uh, Troy 6, um, that he associated with the Troy of the Homeric era. But he seems to think that it is that even though these places coincide with the timing of the Homeric epics, there is no reason to identify it uh, with that of actually Agamemnon, you know, Orestes, Atreus, you know, it basically, uh, Mike, that your work in Vienna is about as accurate. So. <laughs> so no, they're not the real Troy. No, they're not. The he, no. he just says that there's no there's no reason to identify that. So they could be, but there's no particular evidence suggesting that it is. Well, the it, only it, thing that I would counter with that is just to say that I saw um, something on TV about Troy. Um, yeah. And so they let, said me get, it, let me they get this straight. Was, Your argument against a man who has worked in actual other countries on archaeology is that you saw a television well, program. I'm just saying I saw it on TV. Well, that, they, but, they you know, was, believe it or not, in my defense, I think he has a point because these shows come on and they say this is Troy. Well, he okay now. That, now, Mr. F addresses that actually because okay. he says that he says that when when he's doing his work on the North Shore of the Sea of Galilee. Which is awesome that he can even say that in an email. <laughs> but anyway, he says that he said everything that they find possibly belonged to King David, our Jesus. Right. Just to cover all the bases because that's how they get funding. <laughs> but eventually they have to come out and say, no, it probably isn't. <laughs> well, I mean, he says basically here that he has to be a downer about Atlantis, Greg and Mike, but he's very skeptical. He says the only source we have is Plato's Critias, the dialogue. Right, uh, which is essentially a mythological account of an ancient war between Athens and Atlantis, and kind of an allegory. Um, so that's all we have. Uh, he says that Plato may have vaguely heard about a place that is sort of like Atlantis, and that's why he included it. But he says that there's no way, you know, certainly to, to prove any of that. Um, so See, there you go. Well, again, well, they spent a whole show talking about it. The, yeah, <laughs> about they Atlantis. sold ad time for it, and just yeah. based on all lies. Just, it has to be real. It was on TV. Well, I know, but. They're just predicating it on a, a complete lie. Like, meh, well, we're just going to call it Troy, and, this, and the rubes out there are going to believe us, yeah, myself Mr. included. Says, uh, I do not expect this site to yield much more than the remains of a settlement that has some distant similarity to one element of Plato's description of Atlantis, which I think is pretty succinct. Ergo, so. fact. That means it could be Atlantis. So, I mean, are no. any of these sites ever oh. legitimized? I mean, is it all just... Uh, well, we sort of think it might be in the right, right time, but it's not. Well, I think, yet. yeah, I, I mean, I don't know, Mr. F, you have to write us actually again to, to help us with that question. I think it's just that, that we, being the lovers of myth that we are, mm -hmm. would like these places to be what they are. So it sounds like there's only like four cities that we know for sure were there. Athens, <laughs> you know, no, uh, that's, that's a little Giza. Thing, yeah. <laughs> I mean, you know, Istanbul, okay, Rome was really there. Egypt but for Twitter freed Egypt. Right. So, you know. Thank God Twitter showed up and freed. Yeah. Egypt. Yeah, that's God right. St. Zuckerberg yep. for defending right. our freedom. Yeah, thank God. You're for, welcome, world. <laughs> yeah, those billionaires. <laughs> we <helped> <laughs> yeah. we Seriously, gave you Seriously, they should be thanking us. Yes. Uh -huh. You owe us a big thank you. Which reminds me, recently, and this is going to go ahead and finish up uh, episode 35, mm -hmm. fourth time around, I joined Facebook, yes, actually. That's uh, true. And I'm sure nobody really cares, but I'm just going to go ahead and say this. I don't want to see any more photos of your babies. Mm. Even what if I had a baby? No, especially if you had a baby. Not that I do. I'm not saying I do. She's I'm lying. Not saying, <laughs> so. I'm not saying that She's four lying. or five photos of the baby is – that's fine. But I think mm -hmm. there has to be a cap, like some sort right. of algorithm that Facebook writes into its uh, well, back. 
Is it just one-upmanship? Is it like I show five pictures of my kid, therefore you get you're going to do six now? Is that what it is? Yeah, I don't know if it's just that I know a lot of Catholics or that this is some sort of yeah form of one-upmanship. It's like, oh, you have a baby, I have five. So, well, I mean, yeah. but people used to do that all the time. That was the joke. Like, you know, some parents had like eighty pictures of their kids in their wallet. Now they don't need a wallet; they have Facebook. Yeah, like, Facebook. Well, I figured this would go in anyway. Well, yeah. mm. no, you're right. You're absolutely right. It's probably just moved. You know, it's just that, yeah. yeah. So anyway, right. I think it's yeah, I think it's great. Face. You all have lovely children. I love <laughs> love seeing photos of them. Keep them coming. Um, <laughs> it, it it warms what is left of my heart. Right. Well, believe it or not, I have two goddaughters. Weird. I know. I, uh, I don't. I, I don't believe that. Yeah, it's. I don't know. I I feel really bad for those two. In fact, I don't believe children. there's a god because of that. Because yeah, <laughs> like that, that, just, yeah. that just proves the existence of God that He would allow you <laughs> to have goddaughters. Like, well, that. I mean, wait think- a minute. I could I could impart wisdom and knowledge and to to, to two little girls about hey Mike, about bombing a third world nation. <laughs> well, yeah. Mike, I really want you to think about what you just said. Yeah, yeah. And whether that is an accurate representation. Because this of will what be played back did. in the courts. True. Yeah. Because there is somewhere there's a first year psychology student who will listen to these tapes. Right. Yeah. And uh, say, and thank, I, have my, I have my thesis now. Thank you. I, <laughs> I stand by the statement. I have a lot to teach a little girl. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> no. God. Um, just, you can't not do it. A you lot just, to teach. You can't. No, no, I, I don't know. I just picture Mike like in Crazy Heart, like he's at the bar and the little kid runs away and he's just oblivious. You know, like <laughs> I don't think there's jump. anything. I don't think Mike is could be guilty of anything sinister. I just think obliviousness, probably. Yeah, just yeah, you know, yeah. Well, my point was the, my two. Uh, I almost said grandkids. <laughs> not yet. <laughs> not that I know of. Uh-huh. Uh, my two goddaughters. Their pictures I like seeing on Facebook, but then there are a plethora of other. Um, Small people that I don't really care about. Nice. But, yeah, uh, it's honest of you. It's good. That's the thing. That's the point of Facebook, I think. It's all about y- me. It's all, yeah, it's actually not about <laughs> other people's stuff I don't really care about as much. Yeah, it's I about think me. no. Yeah, see, I've, I've only been on there for about a month, you see, but what I've, what I've discovered is it actually has nothing to do with social networking at all. It's not, it has nothing to do with being social. It's just right. sort of like presenting an inner monologue uh, to the world. Um, and, and that's it. Nobody's having a conversation, you know, uh, which by the way, I have to say the day I saw that you were on Facebook yeah, was one of the most, it was just one of the more bizarre moments in my life. I literally thought, um, I like had somehow been pushed into an alternate <laughs> right. universe right, right. where like there was a tear in the universe, like on fell and I got transported. Right. And, and yeah, cause it, it was very odd. But well, now I'm now I'm used to it and it's cool. Yeah. Well, I, I think just, I'll. Yeah. I think it's more of an experiment for me. I'll, you know, we're talking about another month, maybe, and then I'm gonna then I'm gonna jump right back off of it. Yeah. Because, I, I, yeah. I would expect nothing nothing less. Less. From yeah. Exactly. I don't I don't see any actually socializing going on here. Um, <laughs> so, you know, I mean, you can you can post anything like, hey, would you like to go have a drink? And nobody says anything. And it's like, why, yes. why the hell are you posting YouTube videos of a cat oh. punching itself? But you can't. <laughs> <laughs> you know what you're I mean? Too busy to see that, yeah, actually. You're, you're too busy to come out and have a beer, but you can post the YouTube video. It also makes you feel good. Like, I have over 600 friends on Facebook. Right. I don't have right. any real, I have like three real friends. Um, I don't count. So it makes just, me feel like I have a lot of 
people in my life. Real friends. But I see nobody. <laughs> so, I mean, you know, if, if you do have time to post a, a, a cat punching video, you know, at least you have time to, to say hi, I would think. So. Right. All right. Well, thank you for tuning in to episode 35 or season two, episode six of the fourth time yeah. around. I, as always, am your host and co-host Ross Everett. Over to the left, Mike Mayella. Uh, yeah. And, and just also um, a <laughs> reminder to uh, write in. A reminder if you have any uh, questions to write in. And in particular, I'm interested in hearing from some of our lady pr- listeners. We don't have uh, any. Well, there might they. I think they are out there. There was. I knew one woman who, who listened to the show. Uh, yeah. Well, there might be a couple. Of was them. your mom? There's no. like there's a couple no. others that I know of. Yeah, I actually knew one. I did know. I did, somebody actually told me, and I was like, "Really? You? You're? Why would you do that?" <laughs> that I was. Think I think they're out there. That was my response. Why would, why would you? So I want, I want, I'm curious to think what some ladies think about um, the my show. Ideas. Okay. Yeah. Uh, God, that's just so sad. And I'm know. always interested in meeting ladies and, you know, <laughs> okay. not in a creepy way. But, you know, okay. You know how it is. Right. Yeah. Thank you. This, right. Yeah. Mikey training. You know what I'm saying. Yeah. Right. <laughs> All right. Gregory Clyde Wolf the second. Thank you, buddy. Mm-hmm. All right. Thank you for tuning in. I hope you all have a very lovely week. how when women say that they're not interested in a relationship what they actually mean is i'm yes. not interested in a relationship with you um, well yeah yes oh of course that's my life <laughs> <laughs> i just didn't realize it till i was 30 <laughs> 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 uh, <laughs>